Welcome, one and all, to Picard, a Star Trek podcast by Fantastic Geek, your official, unofficial voice of the Star Trek universe. My name is Matt, and joining me, as always, is Pete. Bonsoir, Pete. Hello, Matt. Hello, everybody. So excited here to be talking to you about the final Picard Season 3 trailer. Uh, as we gear up, we'll be hitting you with our preview uh, in just a little over a week. And then on February 16th, that final, air quotes, Matt, season begins to stream. Indeed, Pete, looking forward so greatly to having Star Trek back on our screens and looking forward to the Star Trek Sunday podcast coverage that we will be doing each and every week. I uh, want to give everybody plenty of time from that that Thursday. Uh, Pete, can I say airing that Thursday drop on the streamer? Uh, plenty of time for people to chew it over before we start to record on those Star Trek Sundays. Yes, uh, so excited to be hearing again on a regular basis from all our listeners and new ones along the way. Of course, been noticing that on Apple Podcast, our Picard uh, feed has been catching some heat there. People re-watching, re-listening, getting ready here for all the fun. And over on our Patreon, we've had a lot of fun doing some extra content, extending the conversation, uh, what with having wrapped up a, uh, a Star Wars reflection, and uh, it, it's been great to be extending that conversation there on Patreon. Yes, uh, getting to Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, and this week and next week uh doing here the uh the first two indiana jones movies as we get ready for indiana jones and the dial of destiny in june uh and extending some of those conversations as we have in the past with marvel uh we will be doing during uh star trek picard's third season run here uh i don't know matt maybe like holodeck leftovers or whatever uh on the the patreon after each podcast well i know this though we've been focusing on movies in the new year uh particularly with, with this this weird lull in terms of tv shows that we podcast uh fantastic geek is at its best with episodic television so uh, not only the Picard stuff starting to rev up, but looking ahead as well to the third season of The Mandalorian. Uh, again, Pete, I'm just struck that for all eight episodes of The Mandalorian, that will all be concurrent with uh, the Picard season. And indeed, the Mandalorian season finale, uh, April 19th, the Picard series finale, April 20th. All of it just mirroring each other. Uh, and as another space guy once said, it's like poetry talking to poetry. Matt's backing off what he proposed yesterday that maybe Mandalorian, you know, moves from March as it previously had moved from February. Once The Last of Us had a firm date for January, uh, what with Pedro Pascal in first position there. Uh and I've seen today doubling down on the dates. I don't know that they're going to move. I don't think that they're going to move, but we've seen this with Andor as many as a couple weeks away. Um, it was to have been a two episode premiere. Thank goodness that didn't happen. 
and they did the three together, which really kind of functioned all as one little movie. All I know is this, Pete, as I was tucking in to watch some American-style gridiron footage ball, uh, because they told me there was going to be the full Picard preview at <laughs> halftime, um, I also saw a Mandalorian preview that you know had a lot of the footage that we've seen already but then said streaming soon and i was like wait a minute streaming soon is not the same as march 1st hmm that's interesting uh but pete let's stick with some some football advertising and so forth anything else in the hopper in the next two weeks in terms of uh, some previews and commercials we can look forward to what with the Super Bowl coming on uh, Sunday, February 12th, told to expect not only uh, advertising for the movie that comes out that week, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, which, of course, we will be checking out and bringing to our Marvel movie podcast feed, but also trailers inbound for uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, probably just a variation of what we've seen to this point, maybe a little bit more. Um, also, new trailer coming for Secret Invasion, perhaps even a date, which might help us firm up our spring. <laughs> and then also uh, seen for the first time a teaser for the Marvels movie due in July. Pete, much good and exciting news discussed here, and can't wait to dig into the trailer, but we must mention the surprising and unfortunate passing of uh, late Star Trek actress Annie Wershing, uh, whose passing was announced just yesterday. Uh, she, of course, played the Borg Queen in season two of Picard and you know, started her career on Star Trek. Uh, in a minor role on Enterprise, uh, mm. unfortunately now has concluded her career with Star Trek as well. Uh, she did one other thing. She was on The Rookie as late as October. She was filming things. And yeah, you just think, uh, just shocking. Saw that she had been diagnosed with cancer in the summer of 2020. So she filmed Picard while ill in all that prosthetic makeup an application um no one knew apparently and just a, a shocking shocking loss cuts to you know what we've done with marvel as well she was one of the parents on uh, marvel's runaways and you know just a fantastic job there so you know really really difficult loss if anything could cast a, a little bit of a damper over this excitement um, a lot of the same production people from from uh, Star Trek Picard. That was it, the untimely passing of Annie Wershing. Well, Pete, let's dig into that uh, final season three trailer, which uh, which was promised to us during halftime and then it ended up releasing on social media before halftime and then as well as uh, YouTube and all of that. Uh, and then ultimately the full trailer was not played during the football game. So I don't know if you have any commentary there, or if you want to get into the actual content of I mean, the trailer. Other than like, don't tell me to tune in for a thing that doesn't wind up being the thing. I, was I happy to find it online sooner on social media? Uh, yeah. But 
it just feels disingenuous on top of the network that you own and control that. Like you can't carve out the, the two minutes and 46 seconds to play it over your air. We said before, you know, Star Trek is not Star Wars in the, the mammoth anticipation of these trailers and things like that. Doesn't mean that it can't be and certainly not denigrating uh, in that regard. You know, we're talking the OG, but you know, largely different audiences, pretty different demand when it comes to that. Um, and yeah, I just found it really goofy that, you know, that you, you had Sir Patrick voice a commercial to the trailer like 10 days ago telling us that this was going to be the case, that they were going to do this. And then, all right, halftime. So got the game on anyway. But then, you know, scrolling through social media and first I saw an abridged version on Instagram. I'm like, all right, well, they they put some pieces off of, up of it. And then, you know, notice that uh, the Fantastic Geek account, you had commented on it already. And I'm like, oh, it's out and it's not halftime yet. And I'm like, OK, maybe, you know, I'll, I'll watch it on my TV, you know, for the full effect. Watch the rest online. <laughs> Um, the trailer itself, I think obviously setting the tone for all our friends coming together for one more adventure. I'll even mention Pete. I knew there was magic in the air, uh, as I was, uh, watching it on the TV on YouTube because I wasn't going to wait for further first half football analysis to get to it. Um, so I pop it on there and my wife sees, you know, Sir Patrick Stewart. Oh, okay. And then she sees... You know, Jonathan Frakes playing William Riker, uh, who, of course, has returned in live action on this show already and so forth. And, of course, kind of we, the loyal faithful, knew that he and these other characters were returning. But she sees Riker. She goes, oh, oh, it's him. He looks good. So he's back. That's great. That's so great. And I was like, man, if if she's happy to see that Riker is back, um, then then this really is some kind of, you know, breaking across all the different uh, folks in the audience and so forth. And, you know, great news to have all these characters back. It's strange to think that somehow this series and this, again, I have to put air quotes around the final season, because if you paid attention to any of the, you know, promo stuff, it's like, well, there could be more if, everybody's interested and they blow the doors off in terms of ratings. I suspect largely it would be more like a spinoff, like a seven of nine show with some of those characters, but who knows? Um, but I, I think it's still under a lot of people's censors here in terms of this. And, um, you know, probably good that Mandalorians backed off. Uh, a little bit and maybe this can like make a big dent in the sci-fi landscape. I mean, the, the first season um, really caught a lot of attention. I think the second season got lost a little bit in the, in the shuffle. Um, not that it wasn't good, certainly enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, that, all right, we're going to use the platform. Clearly they're going for this. This would seem to be the last of, Patrick Stewart in the role we never ever thought he'd play again, like Professor X again. Um, and you know, 
here we are a little bit under two weeks away and you know the first six episodes matt out there okay uh they're going for it and then you know there's characters we don't know yet showing up in this for the first time and then conspicuously on the poster uh you are referring to the character played by ed uh spielers um who you know currently un uh, well i shouldn't say uncredited rather un uh, unattributed to any character um and, and kind of notable there as well you know it's the it's all your next generation folks on the poster it's uh raffi it's seven of nine and then it's the, the ed indeed the <laughs> secret son or you know i think the 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 least um number two <laughs> i mean whatever it is it's interesting that he's it, i find it very interesting that he's on the poster um yes yes could could beverly who seems you know if you go by head size on the poster which is usually a pretty good indication of you know amount and you know the wonderful gates mcfadden has talked so much about all the stuff she's been given to do in this season and she seems to really be at the you know uh inciting incident level to this um you know would they dip into uh her picard having a child here uh you know could this be shenanigans like you know i alluded to the the nemesis storyline it's funny nemesis was on again the other night and man to think 21 years ago matt that casserole of confusion let's let's do the wrath of khan but with picard and data and a clone of picard and to have them all learn in the promotion phase a generation's final joy a uh, journey wait what the yes the the mismanagement of star trek in you know it, it's final years of that portion whether you know whether it's the movies whether it's uh, the declining ratings of Enterprise. And Pete, that's not to say that Enterprise has not only garnered more love as the years have gone on, but you know, you look at, I mean, you look at where it started Enterprise and where it ended in terms of ratings. I mean, the show was, I mean, perhaps the show is the wrong word. The franchise clearly, at the very least, needed some time, some time off. Um, but again, bottom line being from mismanagement there, now to this new platinum age of star trek and to get these characters back um that's all really really exciting but you mentioned nemesis and that's part of the reason why i think what you described as a secret picard son it would be juicy and interesting like there's a lot of potential there if not for the fact that nemesis okay it was a clone of Picard and not a so uh, you know not a son not a blah 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 but a son of sorts I feel like if he's secret, secretly revealed to be the Picard son with Beverly or with someone else or whatever, I feel like off the top of my head, it's going to feel a lot like Nemesis, even down to hiring another, you know, another uh, member of the British Commonwealth to play the, <laughs> the, the, the DNA scion of Picard and so forth. I, I hope 
that's not the case. I, I hope, and I have faith in, in Terry Matalis and, you know, the, the stuff I was reading today describes this more as like the, the next generation movie we never got after um, Nemesis. And the bonus here is that it's, you know, 10 hours that we would get this much of it. And, you know, certainly looks great, looks like a lot of action. Amanda Plummer's character looks really interesting. I, again, to to get these old friends back, you know, I can't imagine how gleeful you are to see, you know, not just one LaForge, but several and how that's going to, you know, bear fruit. And then, you know, the, the fun we're going to have with Worf and the differences there. And apparently Frakes kills it and all of this. Um, and, and then you layer lore on top of this. You know, this this looks like the the fun ride, the one last adventure really to go on with this crew. Yes, some of the early buzz saying things like the such and such, you know, pick your number in the first six. That's 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 gotten out there for some folks. The this, you know, the the fourth, the fifth, whatever number again it might be, it's maybe the best episode of Star Trek ever, some have said, or it's up there in a top ten, that sort of thing. It's it's interesting. I mean, I think we all know the genesis of the Picard show in terms of Patrick Stewart had kind of pre-said no, and then Akiva Goldsman and uh, Michael Chabon and Kurtzman kind of, you know, talked him into a dinner or a lunch at, you know, the Beverly Hilton or something like that. And, you know, Pete, who's going to say no to a nice lunch with showrunners paying with it, you know, with the corporate credit card sort of thing. Um, But that there was a little bit of a glimmer there in terms of what Sir Patrick Stewart might be interested in doing. I just mentioned that because... If this third season is what we wanted all along out of a Picard show, and if it cues a bit more closely, let's say, to the Strange New Worlds model in terms of leaning into kind of real celebration of where we've been, and that's nothing against our modern Star Trek Foundation, Star Trek Discovery. But just if that's the flavor, then I think with due respect to Sir Patrick Stewart, Part of the reason the first two seasons were the tone that they were was, I think, because he kind of wanted this, not that, and here, not there. Uh, so maybe it's taken 20 episodes to get to the Star Trek Picard that we all wanted, but this is the, the first two seasons being the, the Star Trek Picard that Picard wanted. Well, remember, too, that, you know, we've had Brent Spiner back, and we've had Frakes back, and we've had Marina Sirtis, and, you know the availability of uh, a LeVar Burton who by all uh, accounts should have gotten the Jeopardy gig and then found himself available to be able to do this. Um, and, and then maybe winds up doing more Star Trek in the future as a result. It's funny the way that things shake out and Gates McFadden, who again, you know, constantly overlooked, you know, there's the second season step away and then coming back and then they get this step away you mean fired for being too mouthy abroad and then all of a sudden i didn't say that uh that i think that no i'm i'm kind of putting it in quotes i think that was the spirit under which uh maurice hurley let her go because she was saying things like why would my character do that and 
can I get I, lines that aren't? Why she go back to Ireland and, and have a space ghost affair? Uh, oh, wait, that was later on. But anyway, like, you know, that, that she gets this time now to come back and, you know, that they so recognize and, and make the place for her. Uh, but I come back to the to the text, Matt, to Riker looking at Picard in this trailer like he had an earlier one. And this is the end, my friend. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think they needed to work themselves into this. Frakes in particular has talked about, you know, seeing himself back on a small screen and like, man, I need to kind of take care of myself a little bit better if I'm going to do this and that it's been a motivational force in, you know, the, the later active their careers. Um, and, you know, whereas the next generation, you know, the week to week and all right, yeah, we'll be next on deck for the movies. And they didn't get anywhere near as long a run as the original cast um and and to be able to return to it here and to think matt like they're gonna wind up with approximately the same amount of screen time um you know as the original uh it's funny how that shakes out as you say i think the potential to do a movie story at a different pace for episodic tv and so forth there's just so much potential there and you know surely each one of these characters is going to get way more screen time and way more interesting character stuff than they were afforded on any of the individual next generation movies um from day one i was i never loved any of the next generation movies i like some of them plenty i mean obviously nemesis is towards the bottom of the list i would go opening weekend for all four of those opening weekends but Star Trek is at home, not when it's, you know, fire phasers and all of that. Star Trek is at home when it's like, you know, Riker's looking at some hollow ladies and then he's going to play the trombone uh, while preparing for a play as well as being part of a musical quartet. Like it's those, it's that, that lived in kind of minutia of life with the exciting tentpole moments of action and adventure and so forth and season finales and season premieres and and movies and so forth so i just feel like this is this is so well suited for what star trek actually wants to be yes the original movies by and large are a success but i'd argue they're a success because you're you're showing up having lived all those tv moments and now you can have you know you, you can have what those movies offer which is slightly different than you know so many episodes of next generation followed by the four movies yeah and when you consider the level of secrecy around this season how long they were able to keep a lid on this and you need do nothing more matt than watch the end of this trailer which is largely well constructed that you get the classic next gen around the uh ready room table scene this is the nuts and bolts of this iteration of star trek and you know i i think you intimated before with executive producer uh sir patrick stewart 
you know, there's been the things like, and I want him to have a dog now. And he has a dog because that's a pet cause, pun intended, and, and all of that. But now work their way in position. Well, what do the people want? They want one last ride out of everybody. Not a just a one-off episode where, you know, the Rikers make some pizza with the robot girl and, you know, there's some memories and some feels. This this is the entire enchilada. And um, I suspect it's going to be quite satisfying. You mentioned the robot girl. Let me just say, probably for the infinite improvement of this season, but as a reminder that sometimes Hollywood can be a cruel, cruel place, mm-hmm. to make this third season possible, it only required the jettisoning, jettisoning of series regulars Santiago Cabrera, Allison Pill, Evan Evagora, and Issa Briones. Um, Pete, if I'm, if I'm Michelle Hurd, I'm feeling really lucky that I, I made the cut here. Um, Jerry Ryan, you know, obviously not a first season Picard presence, but, uh, a little bit easier to bring back after her time on season two. And what with that character's, you know, four season run on Voyager and so forth. Um, so sorry, old cast enjoy being in the two seasons, which will be least watched of Picard 20 years from now. It It is a bummer, and I did enjoy each of their contributions. I mean, go back, listen to what we podcast with them. I think really a lot of fun. Definitely uh, each brought what they needed to to the show. Elnor in particular, you know, the introduction episode there might be my favorite of, uh, you know, the first two seasons. Um, but the idea here that uh, has been floated on Twitter, Matt, that I sent you by um, showrunner Terry Matalus, that there could still be more super duper top secret uh, cameos in the works. Now, some people are pointing to, oh, that's it. We're going to get Soji back with Will Wheaton, the, the traveler being travelers now. And, Okay, wouldn't rule that out, but I don't think that's what we're thinking as super top secret profit prying cameos. I would agree, and I think I think that we got our our Wesley Crusher cameo. It was the end of season two, you know, as they were producing the two seasons back to back that I think they could have said that was a nice handoff. And right as season three is beginning, season two, season three, mumble, mumble, we bring back Wesley. We conclude his story definitively. I have a hard time, A, believing that Wesley Crusher returns. B, you know. At least on this show right now. Yeah. I don't think they would have done that scene they did. And hopefully you've seen season two of Picard at this point. Um, You know, spinning him off with soji if at some point they could not reappear and again never say never and he's part of the family but he's also not part of the family at the dining room space conference table right here right now i i know that kind of under the radar but having been discussed in multiple places uh including trekmovie.com as well as uh terry Madalis being interviewed for trekcore.com apparently 
apparently one of these blow your mind secret cameos still secret one of the secrets that is no longer a secret and hasn't been for a while is apparently tasha returns in some capacity in some way pete when in doubt holodeck um holodeck or time travel holodeck would be a little bit easier to be like what computer what would tasha look like now you know um but beyond that pete i mean the two biggies for knock your socks off secret cameos i mean you have to be thinking janeway which i think is a very achievable cameo in terms of kate mulgrew ready to play ball with star trek and again via time travel uh interstellar ghosts uh the prophets the whatever do we get an avery brooks returning as cisco that i think would would be everest has has he Madalus secretly scaled Everest. Okay, that we're gonna to hear Avery Brooks intone John Luke or even Jaco one more time in Star Trek. That you know that could be landing on the moon. Um, I mean, all all credit to. Todd Stashwick, but I, I don't think it's his erstwhile captain character here of the Titan, um, you know, and, and one of the the worst kept secrets in Hollywood that the guy that was on the other show that Madelis, uh ran would would show up on this show at, at some point. But hey, he's a captain and that's awesome and looking forward to his contribution to this season. But you know the the Avery Brooks watch is officially in effect. Pete, if Avery Brooks is Everest, okay, let's really swing for the fences here again. Keeping in mind all sorts of story twists, and you know this is Star Trek of all things. Star Trek, where you know, as Lower Decks has pointed out, uh, you know, dead people could just come back sometimes without much of an explanation and so forth. Um, again, let alone the holodeck, the dream, the this, the that. Pete, can we add? Can we add one or two more captains to it? How about this? Do we get new William Shatner footage as Kirk? Somehow, the ribbon, the whatever. Do we get Kirk? Again, you know, I, I think given Avery Brooks' reticence to return that might somehow be more achievable. Um, you know, the, the captains are a close group, um, Sir Patrick and certainly Shatner with that bond, but I don't know. I mean, 90 plus years of age, you think about the time at which this was filmed, the man was going into the final frontier himself. Um, I don't know. I mean, there's there's the ability to do all these things deep into post-production. Um, at what point does the thing no longer become about the thing itself, but about the super spectacular cameo? That's the thing, you know, like with Star Wars on TV, that they, they have to carefully traverse these paths and not overdo it. Um, they've not gone, Star Trek's not done the de-aging digital route just yet. They're all going to do it at some point, Matt. I look forward to the 50-year 
you know, uh, Grey's Anatomy franchise, you know, when when they pull Meredith back in a, in a hollow hospital to to give a surgical lecture, like that 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 stuff's going to be opened up for everybody. So I I would agree these these titans, no pun intended, of Star Trek, easy to conceive, various levels of logistics and money make it possible or impossible do you have any other thoughts like within the scope of star trek next generation within the scope of i mean pete we could even expand it you know to some of the other star trek shows that are on again whether it's hollow this or you know time time beaming that or whatever it might be do we get people from some of the other shows again only one of which lower decks is concurrent to the timeline um do we get some old favorites do we get you know is is it mrs leah brahms dash laforge uh do we uh, how about this pete let's go for the lowest hanging fruit that we have not mentioned at all surely dwight schultz is back as barclay right again like some ingredients can overpower the stew and i have to think that they're super mindful of this um the wheaton thing sprinkled in just enough exit stage left you checked it off you did it okay they still have a story to tell and that's what's important at the end of the day um so you know what 60 percent of the series having been viewed by people and none of that having you know, spread out or anything. What what happens in the last four and who shows up and how do they land it? Um, and is this truly the end? Like I said, you know, seven of nine, this is a character people want to see more of. And they've now firmly ensconced in Starfleet. That's not a mistake. Well, I think that the the odds of a very clear um seven of nine captain of the titan something like that a very clear seven of nine now, what are they gonna do make a tv show with michelle yo <laughs> uh if only if only kurt's track had not shied away from that because again d- folks don't buy the baloney oh it still is in they're still working on it it's still is in development do, does that one happen in the multiverse um yeah, I mean, the, the woman is on top of the world right now, and she slipped right through Star Trek's fingers, and I feel particularly bad for the two young, vibrant uh, co-showrunners, went to showrunner school and everything, ready to do that. They were gearing up to cast. Uh, they were eight weeks out from the start uh-huh. of filming when COVID shut them down. So if you yep. say, but COVID, here's what I say. But how many seasons of live action Star Trek have we seen that were made after March 16th, 2020? Off the top of my head, season four of Discovery, season two of Picard, in two weeks, season three of Picard, season one of Strange New Worlds, and likely arriving in May will be season two of Strange New Worlds. That's a lot of TV where they figured it out. And Pete, I'll do you one better. If they had some... You can't find some there for Michelle Yeoh. You're you're not trying hard enough. I I think 
somebody at hopefully not Star Trek Inc., but somebody at Paramount Plus or Paramount as a corporation or whatever. I think somebody said, you know, a woman her age, this and that, the other, a show of this tone. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I think, Pete, here's what I think in my heart of hearts. I don't think we're ever going to see a Section 31 show starring Michelle Yeoh. I think that it might leak out. Let's say we get a Seven of Nine Titan show. And I think it'll leak. Uh, here's what I suspect. It'll leak out. Hey, in the first season of that show, you know, the third episode about going to the planet with the judge and the sixth episode that was about, you know, they're all trapped on the ship, you know, whatever it might be. Hey, those were ideas first kicked around for Section 31 and got retooled with, you know, in, in the estimation. I mean, I know it's also factual, but with the highlighting, the imagined highlighting of network executives uh you know the the younger uh blonder seven of nine hey that'll be a much better show with her versus um versus michelle yo i mourn the fact pete that we're not going to have both i'm going to hold out hope they're going to somehow as as you mentioned before matt it's still in development yeah because of course they're going to say we're really hoping to work with best actress favorite Michelle Yeoh, you know, international box office star as she was prior to this, but now having this renaissance uh, for the rest of the world that knew she could do this on the small screen on Star Trek, playing two different characters, okay? Uh, Star Trek has been better for her involvement in this re-ignition on uh cbs all access and paramount plus let's 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 pray to the prophets they find a way to make that work if if anybody could matt it's the emissary well pete just to cover all bases let me say if we're going to be doing holodeck and time travel and wayward transporter beams sent through the wormhole and so forth to bring back other characters uh you know uh, maybe Empress Giorgio beams in on two and uh, yeah, beams in as well. That is to say, eyes on her and it's all good. Pete, any other thoughts here? Here it is just about two weeks out from this show returning. Any other, any other predictions you want to lock in? Any other thoughts you want to have as we get ready for the generation's final journey this time? <laughs> latest final journey <laughs> i would just tell everybody get ready for a rip roaring uh road trip of uh friends uh older and newer and um yeah just we're gonna have a ton of fun talking about this it, it knows how to tap into nostalgia yet at the same time uh to express itself as the most serious adult Star Trek, but also have fun and there's action and it really cooks. Ten episodes of Star Trek Picard season three starting on February 16th, also LeVar Burton's birthday, going all the <laughs> way to April 20th. We, of course, as stated at the top, will be podcasting it every Star Trek Sunday and really, really looking forward to a, the return of weekly episodic podcasts for us, but also just you know, the, the, the cornerstone of what Star Trek means to so, so many people, the return of these next generation characters. Yeah, and funny to think that 
you know, separated by just one live action season that, you know, little over a year ago, we were doing season two of Picard and then we had Strange New Worlds and, you know, how that kind of brought some other people for the to the table here as far as Star Trek. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see, you know, what number of, uh, you know, those people stay with this, you know, the Star Trek family, all these different flavors here. And, uh, you know, what do the numbers ultimately portend? Well, Pete, the numbers over on our Patreon, patreon.com slash Fantastic Geek, uh, are so heartwarming as our little ship that could continues to go on because of the support. So our thanks as always to our patrons. Absolutely. Everybody who contributes gets access to exclusive podcast content, all sorts of levels to choose from, but it takes just a dollar to get you behind that door. Uh, can't contribute right now. Get yourself over to Apple podcasts where you can leave us a rating or a review to any of our 33 podcast feeds helps us immeasurably pete let's keep the star trek conversation going how can people be in touch with you on a social media network that as of this recording still exists <laughs> you can find me on twitter at peter p-i-e-t-e-r-j-k-e-t-e-l-a-a-r 12,725 followers can't be wrong and while i'm personally on twitter is looking back lost do be in touch with the podcast comment on fantasticgeek.com check us out on twitter instagram and gmail where we are fantastic geek as well but maybe there's more facebook.com slash fantastic geek with the ph all one word like it today on the pop culture podcast feed as mentioned before pete we will be talking indiana jones and the temple of doom this saturday and before you know it pete back with our weekly star trek Picard podcast those of course coming back February 18th Star Trek Sunday Star Trek Sunday Star Trek Sunday with that Pete I will say adios to all our listeners and give you the final word this is the end my friend <laughs>